the people who are affected in these conversion places out of say say 150 families let's say 120 families have converted so whatever think about uh, let, let's think about these 25 families who are not converted and still with hinduism let's take a pause and just think about their their social pressure their their siblings might have changed their in-laws might have changed the the people whom they play with might have changed their religion so think about their social pressures pressure like for example how will their kid be married what will be the pressure from their political where they get some money from their farming or some like small work they do they might not be given work so think about that right i mean it's not easy when you say that so why are these people so today it is because of those 25% of strong hindus in the villages even today our dharma is alive believe namaste everyone my name is venkatot kuri founder of dana dharma charitable trust um it's nice nice meeting you all here uh, through sangam talks i really appreciate the sangam talks team for arranging this uh, this talk show so so this will be a kind of a different viewpoint in our hindu dharmic society today so most of us visit temples on festivals or some of us visit on uh, auspicious days your birthdays anniversaries and all that but there are i would say 60% of villages in bharat today like all of us talk about tirupati or arunachalam or kashi or whatever right so we talk about all the big temples but do we go there every often no all right so so what about the people kind of poor economic people are like say let's take um i mean i hate to use the word scst but as per the law that's that's what you have to use so let's take what about the people who are scst scheduled caste and tribes today in hinduism like what did what do they do what is their connection to hinduism do they really go to temples or is there a, a different way of their worship and in all these pretexts so how would you actually define their bhakti that is that is more important than anything else so how do you define their bhakti what is the how are the gramadevata temples today in most places so some of us might not even know know there is a gramadevata at all so what is the importance of this so we'll talk uh, extensively on this so before we do that i'll just try to introduce myself quickly and then we'll go to uh, the danadharma activities then talk about the introduction to gramadevata why it is so important and then i'll give you a few examples of on the ground on the, the the real ground reality of what is happening on the ground and how can we restore revive our dharma with gramadevata temples so to quickly introduce myself uh, my name is venkatut kuri uh, so i've been working in the it space for more than 18 years now um, i'm currently i'm located in the us the last 10 years so i work for a um, a full time job here so i have a daughter and a son here uh, settled in california so that is in brief about me um so we started this journey of dana dharma 
eight years ago. So we just started, like most of you, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of us are kind of the pseudo secular uh, mindset. Okay, so you do seva, don't expect anything, right? So, so we, that is where we started our journey with. And as we progress uh, towards the ground, uh, the reality, people, the way they approach dharma. So we kind of evolved, transformed our projects into a way that will actually help us revive and restore some of these dharma in our capability. Right. So seven years, eight years ago, we started just doing uh, anadanam, uh, sponsoring some of the kids' education, uh, doing some infrastructure work for old age homes. Uh, yeah, all this, like the regular save activities, right? I mean, there is nothing right or wrong. Even today, we do that. Most of our activities revolve around the seva. Uh, but there has been a there has been a shift in the way we think uh, due to an incident that happened to me. So I'll tell you without going much details. I'll tell you briefly what has happened. So there was this project uh, where we were asked to give four bicycles to to the primary school girls who have to walk three kilometers one way to reach their school and then come back again. So we thought, okay, this is this is a normal project. I mean, um, yeah, you you'll get a cycle in like six six thousand seven thousand rupees. That's that's not a big money here. Yeah, we can pull four friends and then give that money. So in a month, we pulled money, then we, we gave them whatever is needed, and they submitted some of those bills and pictures and said they either posted on Facebook and told us, yeah, so all is good. So after a couple of days, I got a ping on Messenger uh, saying, uh, so we have seen we are looking into your profile and uh, we see that you are more dharmic related, but the people that you are working are not though they look seem so i said yeah okay so people i mean when you do something somebody might not like it or they might have some personal things their own agenda i said yeah that's okay leave it so he keep he kept on repeatedly telling me the same thing then then i had to forcefully go and check with him like what is actually happening right so i did my own inquiry um so i had to do a lot of juggling there but i did my own inquiry and came to know that the funds that you actually generously donate towards the upliftment of society is not doing it, but in a way it is hurting your dharma. So what is happening on the on this project was this person takes your money, gives cycles, gives cycles. So there is the condition supply. So he will go to the ground and only tell only who are ready to be converted to Christianity will be only given cycles. So this is not disclosed, obviously, to public or to, to any of those people, right? I mean, so that's all under the carpet. So they strike a deal with the principal and, and all that, right? and it's quite common there. So, so that is when I was kind of in a dilemma, in a kind of a paradigm. Uh, I would say confusion, like, what am I doing? Is my money, the money that I take from my friends, well-wishers, family, if I lose, say, for example, say $100, then that's okay. I mean, if, if that, that's the end of it. 
but i'm not doing it i'm taking money from each of my friends who trust in me making sure that it goes properly in a proper fashion right so this is where we we had our own issues and then started thinking deeply with a couple of friends who started this project dhanadharma and then we came to know that it is we who in the name of secular mindset trying to pool funds and then using it against our dharma it is it is because of our inaction or not knowing things on the ground so with your hard earned money they try to convert and then make make them against against our hindu right so from that point of uh, time so we started working on the ground so it's just not only seva will help you help the dharma so it is the dharmic framework of your seva only helps you helps you your society and dharma in large so this is where we have to change gears and start thinking differently and then uh, work with many volunteers on the ground who are actively selflessly working uh, towards the dharma dharmic restorations so that is where uh, all of our projects came uh, came to fold so so why did so how did we start gramadev so this is just in brief about dana dharma right and dana dharma we do very briefly we do seva projects danam seva and dharma which is restoration of our dharma so this should uh, my my understanding on the ground is this should go hand in hand it cannot be like okay you do seva that will not help for dharma or you do dharmic but that will not be a seva so this is that is why our puranas always tell you whenever you see dharma it will most of the times you see dana dharma so are you doing enough dana dharma right so so for example the way we started doing this after that incident was even we do a lot of seva activities seva projects for example uh, feed pregnant mother is one of the unique project that we are doing so we go to rural uh, hospitals public health centers and then donate uh, so we we do the prasadam for the lord rama krishna or whoever it is uh, the volunteer likes to do and then we give the prasadam to all the feed pregnant uh, pregnant women in the hospital give some medicines and all that so till date we have helped more than uh, 18000 20000 feed pregnant women so so that from the last 5 years or so um, we also give uh, stationery to kids so i mean it's not unlike you, you go to just a school and then just donate so we don't do that so what we generally do is we go to the colonies ask them to come to the gramadevata temple so gramadevata is not only for your spiritual benefit it should also be your social and economical benefit too so the hindus first should understand so all of us might not understand okay atma paramatma okay so what is uh, dharma the kama moksha most of us might not understand it so definitely not the people on the ground but who are living for their livelihood i mean today tomorrow yeah what is what is my life right so in order to make sure they understand our dharma you have to start serving them so i think i think that is the primary aspect where most hindu organizations fail to do so so you cannot tell them that okay so don't convert or you cannot be aggressive with them when they don't have food for the next meal 
they cannot do anything i mean they they'll just look up to you when you are there and then after you are gone I mean, it, it's their life right so we asked them to come to the gramadevata temple um have some bhajan sessions with the kids and with elders and then we start giving them the books stationery bags slippers whatever they would need so even today we we go to all scst colonies and then help them almost kind of 1500 to 2000 kids every year we have been doing this for 4 5 years now and also many of those seva projects revolve around the gramadevata temple or making sure that is there is a hindu face to it there is dharmic there is seva and they listen to you when you do the when you do these seva activities so it's not like most of you might not believe you you cannot enter into most of these colonies at least if you only if you do at least 3 to 6 months of ground work so that is how deep this uh, mafia today exists in most villages especially in, in most of these uh, coastal regions in southern india right so on so this is on the seva side so we also sponsor some of the cataract operations and um, for volunteers uh, if there is any issue so we do insurance and, and all those so there are a lot of other seva activities i'm not going deep into all those but on the dharma dharma side so what we do is um, so we started looking into these seva activities and then found out the major connection uh, for these scst people or harijanas are your gramadevata even today if you go to remote places i think most of us if you are from andhra pradesh or telangana or tamil nadu i'm not sure i think some part of karnataka too before you get into your marriage uh, hall or marriage uh, venue you actually you actually visit your gramadevata so only by taking your, the permission of gramadevata you actually get into your uh, wedding ceremony right so that is the importance that is given to your gramadevata not only not only now i mean it's, it it has been there in our culture for a long long time so most of us uh, i mean you cannot see if you go to your village where where you are born where you are uh, raised where you played with your friends you would not see the same composition after 20 or 30 years so you, you would not even see a gramadevata there so the gramadevata in the lineage of when you talk from paramatma to devatas to say i mean we can go through the lineage too but gramadevata comes to the nearest form of your spiritual or the minutest form of your spiritual presence where you can always connect with right so that is the gramadevata so you generally say right uh, we have the atma paramatma lord shiva brahma vishnu right amavaru so i mean anybody can say that it's, it's all lineage right so uh, you have your uh, devatas you have your navagrahas you have your then comes your grama devata right then your comes your maybe kula devata your ishta devata so all this i mean your ishta devata can be any of these lineages so but there is an entity that is called grama devata where it always even today believe me i have worked in more than 130 130 temple restorations gramadevata temples even today there is a shakti there is a shakti in most gramadevata temples that is that is not cared for so that is the reason if you see in the corona pretext right so many people 
many people uh, suffer with cholera or typhoid with with all these kind of issues so whenever you actually so there are many live examples i don't want to go into details but whenever you do the grama devata restore the spirit of the grama devata inside your village things will start falling in place so i've seen many of those cases so even today if you go to uh, remote sest colonies they know they go to shiva temple once in a while shivaratri or they go to vishnu temple once in a while right but the only connection they have to hinduism is grama devata so they have a um, every sunday or friday based on their culture they go there uh, do some offerings do some pongal so in telangana area most of you know the the bonalu festival is is kind of a grama devata right so today if you if you draw parallels between andhra pradesh and telangana there is more uh, more adherence to our hindu culture more practicing hindus in telangana than in andhra pradesh because the grama devata and the bonalu festival is one very crucial point why there are uh, i mean the, the current uh, social composition in, in telangana versus your andhra pradesh so so that is one thing uh, all of us have to kind of this is a kind of a deep subject i would say for somebody who is just listening in Uh, might not get the entirety of it but the grama devata is one of the most of you might might have some lineage some connection to grama devata i'm pretty sure you go ask your parents after this show who is our grama devata like they said poleramma gandanamma thalli muthialamma thalli so there are a lot of there are one or one grama devatas with potraju so there is a big story to it so i mean you can just google it what is grama devata most of uh, the the bigger temples today are also once upon a time they were grama devata for example your vijayawada karakadukamma temple right so that's also once upon a time a grama devata so there are, i mean there are many ways you can you can argue this that and all that but i'm not going to all these details in general so what we are trying to do is we are trying to restore this the single point of connection of these harijana gerijanas scst colonies via grama devata even today you have um, uh, you have some good in your life or something happened and you have your harvest festival they actually go to the grama devata offer the pongal with the new rice and then take it home you have a bad thing that happened in your home somebody got fever or somebody lost their life they go to their grama devata and say amma please bless me or please take care of my family they have that personal connection right so if you take away that personal connection their the only uh, link to their hinduism is actually gone so even today you see uh, most converted uh, villages so the conversion mafia first cracks down on these grama devata temples the first and foremost thing they do is of course obviously they have the history of uh, 1000 2000 years of um, cracking down or disseminating the local cultures obviously so you cannot compare so but they do their after their all the research they they first see what is their single point of or one or top three connections with hinduism they have so obviously there is a bindi there is a sari of course they, you you cannot change it bindi yeah you can always change it so your grama devata connection right there so there are there are steps of ways and i've personally known seen heard 
many of these how they actually crack down on these uh, gramadevata temples and make sure the spirit is gone from the gramadevata temples so that they can start their establishment factory of conversion well just give you a brief example of how these are done on the ground in general right so this is an average case i'm not saying an extreme case this is an average case so i don't want to get into the village and all that so uh, in karnul district i'll just name the district name in karnul district so there was this uh, anjaneya swami temple that was established by vera uh, brahmendra swami one of the greatest astrologer most of you know in in telugu states so um, so this virabhadra swami vera um, brahmendra swami i'm sorry vera uh, brahmendra swami so uh, who wrote the kalagnana uh, so he established uh, i think two two three hundred years ago this temple of uh, anjaneya swami so and then there is a small gramadevata obviously there um, so what these people did was first of all they take the weak links in the local pujari and they start first bargaining offering something saying that yeah you convert we will give you this so all of us will have some family family problems right obviously if you if you take me or anybody else obviously all of us will have something or the other that is lingering in your mind so they come talk nicely take the psychological effect on on the other people's mind understand the situation and then talk so this is the first thing that they do that's okay that's common the second thing that they do is if that if it is not success in your first step the second step they do is they start making sure they spread rumors on that uh, priest or pujari saying that yeah he is not nice he goes to so many places he does that he drinks so they start spreading rumors and then create a feeling of anti trust not on the gramadevata not on the deity but first with the pujari so obviously maybe not two months three months down the line there will be a section of people who will fall for that and then say yeah he is not good i've seen them he i seen him here so they start slowly building this anti trust uh, logic and then slowly make sure that there will be less number of people going to the temple then people will then they send some people to booze to drink there do all this nonsense nuisance activities there and then make sure there is a rift between your temple and the people there so obviously your you you might most of you might say hey what is the serpent doing or what why why will they allow it right so as i already told you they do their all their homework and they bribe your all the key people or they make sure there is some political pressure so they have all this infrastructure so you cannot even hindus even today with everything that is going on you don't have at least i would say 5 to 10% of the infrastructure they have i'll also give an example why in in a big city like bangalore i'll give an example so with all this going on then they slowly ask that priest like to go away or i would say run away or like by force right so obviously when he doesn't have enough income gener- generating from the temple so obviously he has to has to feed his family he'll try to check other means of living so then make sure if there is land for that gramadevata obviously you know what happens after that so there is a local politicians involved so with with the advent of this conversion mafia 
the land is gone your temple is gone your spirituality is lost your your village remains without any spirit so that is the first step of your conversion mafia that enters the moment it enters uh 6 to 7 years down the line 80% of your village is gone 80% of your village it doesn't matter to them what you believe inside what you pray in your heart or whenever you have a problem it doesn't matter to them it, it only matters whether you come to their uh, uh place of worship or not right so so this is an average case this is what happens in most most villages these days now tell me without giving the proper infrastructure to them without giving a way to reestablish their connection to the grama devata how can you go and ask them what ethical value do this do our hindu society have these days whatever whatever organization you call it i mean i'm, I'm talking my personal my heart here so you cannot ask them what ethical value you have you go and ask them like why are you changing what makes you change like why are you into christianity this is that this is that right so what have you given in turn for them to come back so this is this is a million dollar question that all of us have to kind of really put our hand to heart and understand what we do so without giving them the proper necessary infrastructure to come back to our dharma you can there is no way for you to ask or there is no way for you to they say that to come back some of you might uh, might ask sir where do you get this uh, where do you get this uh, understanding of which gramadevata temple you want or how do you get this uh, information from right so every kartika masam what dana dharma charitable trust does is we do a massive operation of donating puja items your oil pasupu kumkuma gandham so everything that relates to puja so we create a 500 rupees kit and start going to the remote scst colonies in both andhra pradesh and telangana so and we donate to almost 1500 to 2000 temples to gram devata and some of you might be astonished so some of them are kind of you'll see webs and spiders and all kind of animals inside so it's locked so people don't care right so so obviously with, with everything that is going on and Uh, the kind of social uh, social issues that we have today in in most villages so it's it's bound to happen i mean there is there is no proper uh, one one single hindu face today that that represents us so that is that's for uh, a number of reasons i'm not going to all those details but so we get that information from there almost you say 2000 temples so that's a massive operation more than 50 60 mandals more than a 70 more than i would say 100 villages 200 colonies or so 30 to 40 volunteers will be working so we do the background work for from like 60 days two months uh, before prior to the kartik masam and then we start uh, sending them kits so we get this all this information from various places so that is where we um, line up all the projects and say so you know what they ask the people who are affected in these conversion places out of say say 150 families let's say 120 families have converted so whatever think about uh, let, let's think about these 25 families who are not converted and still with hinduism let's take a pause and just think about their their 
social pressure their their siblings might have changed their in-laws might have changed the the people whom they play with might have changed their religion so think about their social presence pressure like for example how will their kid be married what will be the pressure from their political where they get some money from their farming or some like small work they do they might not be given work so think about that right i mean it's not easy when you say that so why are these people so today it is because of those 25% of strong hindus in the villages even today our dharma is alive believe me. it's not alive because of we build big temples we we say okay somebody is here to help you it's not because of that it's because of those selfless bhakti towards hindu dharma that is still alive today in villages so in return in return for their bhakti so they have a grama devata temple they ask you you know what they ask can you please give us a compound wall dogs are entering in, into the grama devata there is no puja oil for grama devata there is no light there is no water facility can you put a small hand pump 8000 rupees 10000 rupees can you give us a small light fan there is no shed the grama devata temple is in the sun and in the rain so can you make sure there is a small uh, roof iron with iron sheets so today there is nobody who takes care of this and obviously this is why they have every reason economically socially to go convert so unless we address these kind of ground issues uh, i would say no matter what rule you bring in no matter how far you work with those people give them something that they can attach to to themselves and to dharma right so so this is this is what uh, we have been doing for the last 4 5 years and we have n number of stories in most <laughs> in most uh, most districts of andhra pradesh and telangana right every every temple believe me every temple has a story and so in 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 our ramayana right so there was this uh, this question that people ask whether the sorrow of whether the sorrow of sita is more or the sorrow of rama is more somebody asked this question right i heard in some prabhacharya on youtube so the answer is the sorrow of sita is more than rama you know because rama has lost everything is nowhere he don't know where his wife is and and all those right is is not is not a king anymore so and all that but for sita so today the reason why i mean i'll, I'll just tell, tell you the answer in a single sentence the reason is she doesn't have anybody to share with right that is why the sorrow of sita is far more than rama because rama has lakshmana with him he has hanuman he has sugriva and all these people with him right so today that is the exact situation of dharma today today nobody goes and talks to a small priest and ask him what is what is what is why why there is less people coming into this temple we don't talk to anybody just go 
just pray, give 10 rupees or 20 rupees, whatever you can afford. Uh, uh, so that's a different topic altogether. So, so what one recommendation or one suggestion I would do from all of you here is next time you go to a temple, try to strike a conversation. No matter how big of a temple you go, how small of a temple you go, strike a card. Talk to the priest. Understand what Hindu Dharma is going today on the ground. So solutions will not come in a day. Don't try to draw solutions. So this is this is one another um, major flaw that I see in the Hindu thought process. The moment I we tell about a, a problem, people just draw solutions. Problem, straight arrow solution. It's not like that. It doesn't happen that that way. So there is a lot of information that you have to know to draw lines, just to draw lines. Forget about the solution. Solution comes at the end. So just like our design phase, right? When you get the requirements, you don't design. You, you don't design a solution out of it. There's a lot of process that goes in between, right? Which is obviously the most important and critical things in our projects. So yeah, so so I know some of you might, this this might be a deep, uh, personal questions that most of us might might have to answer. Answers doesn't come. I'm pretty sure. Like most of us, it doesn't come just by saying that hey, this is this is what it is. Okay, this is what we fight for and, and all this. So, this is a different kind of um, talk you might have seen. Uh, I mean, you might have seen many YouTube, but but this is the ground reality. Let's let's all face it. If you don't understand this, don't understand the importance of the Gramadevata or why today the SCSTs are converting huge numbers and you don't give anything for them to hold on. Personally, I would say we don't have the right to ask them to remain in Hindu Dharma, frankly. As you said, uh, supposed to be Hindus, then we have to care about Hindus. We have to care about every Hindu. <clears throat> I think Christians do that, fine for them. Muslims do it, very good. We also need to do that without hate, without any aggression. You must care for those who are closest to you, your family. Excellent that you're doing it. We should not be hateful. We should just go about it, as you said. And you can't go and question them. Why are you becoming this? Why are you doing that? My, I have to, I have some <clears throat> questions to you rather. This is as a non-Telugu speaker, a Bengali uh, from Sweden. I, I don't have any experience of Andhra or Telangana more than having visited casually once or twice. And, and I know there are a lot of Telugu speakers here in the audience. You, you know your states better than I do. But so the one question is there uh, that, that the conversions in uh, coastal Andhra, especially, but also in Telangana, have been not only SCST, but Reddis, Kamas, uh, Kapus. I mean, it's all over Andhra, Telugu society, Christianity is spreading very quickly. And again, if people choose it, freedom of religion, I'm fine with that. But uh, it's sociologically very interesting why the Telugu speakers have taken to Christianity in such a massive way, which Bengalis have not and which some other states in India have not among non-SCST. So that's one question, just a question in my mind. And uh, the, the other question might be of more interest to everybody here. Uh, Hinduism has very few, uh, as you pointed out, we, we have not provided much, 5% of what Christians or Muslims provide, and that is our weakness. Uh, institutionalized Hinduism is extremely weak. My question is straightforward. We have something called the Sangh Parivar, 
with hundreds of organizations. It is the only backbone of Hinduism, whether you are political or not, whether you are BJP or not, I don't care. But fact of the matter is that Sangh Parivar is what you can call organized Hinduism today. And then you have Sampradayas and Sanstas of various kinds, temples, Chinmay mission, etc. These two broad, broad streams exist. What evidence have you seen in your field work of these two broad streams, Sangh and Sampradayas, doing anything? And why do Hindu activists have to constantly reinvent the wheel, create networks, do things on their own when we do have networks? So this is just a provocative question to you. Thank you. Sure. Thanks, Mr. Jairaji. So first of all, appreciate and acknowledge uh, so the, the insightful uh, talk that I'm giving you. Thank you. So first of all, uh, two major questions. I'll, I'll try to be quick as possible. So why do others, not only SESTs, why do other people convert? So, so this is, this is a, a bigger question in general. This is a social problem. So this is no more, it is not, not getting into a religious problem. This is a social problem now. So why I say social problem is, so, so even, even today, so, um, so you, you can go check. So there, is, there are some villages in, in Guntur district where I come from. Most of those uh, pastors are Brahmins. So I mean, you, you cannot say why, what, let's, let's take that point away. Let's try to think in a different dimension. So because one thing is today, let, um, let me tell you how many of our castes, um, caste leaders or caste associations, I would say there is nothing wrong. Personally, I don't feel so. So how many of these associations today go and help the poorest of the poor in their caste? You tell me. Starting from Brahmins. Whomever it is, Brahmins, Vaishaka, Puvaradi, Kama, whoever it is. So more, I think the, the one thing that, that needs immediate attention is counseling these caste leaders, let me tell you. In Andhra Pradesh, I think most, most of my Telugu friends would agree, people think there are 10,000 MLA seats in Andhra Pradesh. Every street, one person wants to become an MLA. That is the power hunger, hunger, uh, hungriness that most youth today are stuck into. Most leaders, most caste leaders. So as a caste leader, what you're supposed to do? Because you are into Hindu Dharma, make sure your poorest of the poor gets something out of it, get some benefit, and then make sure you are you are stick on, get on with your life, and then make sure you are you are there. You solve your problem. But today, none of them, most of I would say none of them, sorry, my mistake. Most of them don't do it because all they wanted is get money, be powerful, project me as an MLA or somebody to an MLA, do some real estate business. So this is 99.99% of the leaders in Andhra Okay, right from your street to the top. There is, there is no here and there. This is the ground reality. Let's all face it. Our Hindus, so I, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I will tell you an example why I'm doing it. So in my village, there was a piece of land um, that were, uh, it's a government piece of land where the MLA asked us, okay. So uh, in my village, there are equal, I would say 30% Muslims and uh, most of 70% Hindus and 
I said 10, 20% Christians also. Right? So they said, yeah, you, you come in and they will give you this piece of land, 10 acres of land equally. Right? So you know how many people turned up uh, from a Hindu standpoint? In a village there, in a town where you have 80,000 voting, 14 people turned up. So let's not, let's not think why the leaders why the leaders are converting? Obviously, because I'll tell you one, one straightforward point. A temple will not consolidate them vote. Take this. A church or a masjid will consolidate vote. The moment the Hindu society thinks my dharma is more important to me than some of the some of the problems that I'm facing today. That day, they are bound to bound to help you because they know that consolidation will happen. Today, that's not the case because we don't give enough priority to dharma. So, how many of us we actually go out and say, "Okay, I have a temple. I have a problem with my temple." My, how many of us go to a local MLA for a temple? Any state? You could hardly count. Does a prime minister of India have to come to your village to restore your temple? Are we so dumb as Hindus? I think this is this is the question that all of us have to answer. And so obviously, wherever there is vote, the leaders go there. The caste politics will work out. So unless you go and pressurize your caste leaders and your local MLAs, right? Whichever religion he is, a, a Muslim MLA can a Muslim person can go to a Hindu MLA and ask for a masjid. Why are we not doing it? Right? So different questions so i know that might not completely answer your question you might have more questions than i than you have asked me let me go to the institutionalizing um, uh, these people right so i would i would be frank um, rss is doing a lot of great work okay i, I wouldn't i wouldn't say they are not doing it i would be a fool if i if i tell that and like chinmayan mission sampradayas there are a lot of sampradayas right so most of these people um, most of those people who are heading these organizations are stuck in their old age logic. When I say old age logic, say yeah, everybody is equal, everybody is in the same, uh, all religions are equal, we, are, we should all be secular, right? This, I think this, this pattern of thought process of the people who are leading these organizations don't understand the ground. Just because they have money or just because they didn't have uh, a proper political uh, career. These people lead these organizations. These people doesn't have this doesn't know on the ground what is happening. Believe me. So we take most of the projects that the local uh, local most of these RSS or VHP they give us these these projects. Then we say yeah that's fine. And then that's what we are here. We'll do it. So I think most people who are uh, in their 50s, 60s in India, who are just leading their life and don't understand what it is on the ground. Why is this? Why is this Modi winning? Why is this Hindu Dharma like this? Is this vote consolidation? They don't understand it, frankly. I think that is where the major uh, gap is today in the society. That is the reason most of these organizations are not able to reach where where they, there, is a, there is a need. It's, it's like, say for example, you are hurt on the leg. Okay. And, and you just 
you just go and apply powder on your face. How is that? How does that sound? Sound foolish. That's what we are doing. Somebody is, you are limping with your pain and then you go apply your face, uh, face powder on right? So do where it is needed. So most of it don't know where it is bleeding. So that is where most of the Hindu organizations today, like Dana Dharma, there are a lot of our other organizations who are actively working on the ground, believe me. There are a lot of organizations who are actively working on because there is 70-80% of conversion that the villages are converted. So an average middle class person is as concerned as, as Dharma, neither a poor man because, yeah, he, he, no complaints, right? Obviously, he has to get his next meal. Or a person who is already rich, they, they don't want to work for the society, right? So they don't want to become more rich. As I told you, Andhra Pradesh has one lakh MLA seats. So all of us will, all of them will, will, will try to contest for it. So for a layman like me who doesn't uh, understand Andhra Pradesh or Telangana that much, uh, I just have a single doubt that why is it that the Christian missionaries or the mafias, they don't have to toil much to convert people in Andhra Pradesh, Telangana or uh, this side of uh, India. Uh, and why is it so difficult for them to reach out people in uh, say Maharashtra, for example? We have Vidarbha region, where, uh, wherein there is a tribal area where you have drastic situations, people living in drastic situations with no economic benefits at all, but they are still connected to their dharma. So I'm just wondering why is it so? Yeah, so so in our position, it's easy because you already converted 60% of those Harijan Girijans, right? So the other 20% is just a matter of time they'll convert or for voting. Right, right. right? So in Maharashtra, you see, every, every location, every state, every region have their own local leaders, right? local strong gurus. Even in Nanda Pradesh, there are a lot of gurus. Even, even you go to the remote places of Vishagapatnam, even today, Allur Sita Ramaraju, though he's a freedom fighter, people respect him. People worship him as a god. There are a lot of these people. I mean, there is, there is no gap for us. You name gurus, you name warriors. We have a lot of these people, right? So the problem is we don't respect them or one section of the people don't care about what is happening in the society. All we want is my daughter, my son. I have like five crores of money. I want another five crores. What will you do? I don't know. So yeah, so that's, that's a bigger question. But it, it's easy to convert because it's a low-hanging fruit. So there are five churches. You can you can easily establish another church. Rather than first going in there, establishing your first church. <laughs> so. In our side, in our place, like as you said, Grama Devata means Grama Deva. We call in Karnataka village. I am from Karnataka, Udupi, Mangalore area. So in every Udupi, Mangalore area, in every village, we have this Grama Deva uh, concept, and we have built temples, and we also have Mahalingeshwara, Ishwara Temple, Krishna Temple. So uh, we organize annual festivals of both the you know temples as well as Ishwara as well as whereas when it comes to Grama Deva, the rituals puja rituals are much different. You know someone will yeah. uh, adore the costumes and then there's music and then yeah. there is dance and everyone congregates. So this system has been uh, uh, strengthened. Oh, therefore, uh, the missionaries are not that successful. For example, in my village, 
they entered they built a church about 10 15 years ago so far they have not succeeded in converting even a single uh, in, uh, hindu as such and yes. another another uh, yeah another point i want to show is uh, that uh, uh, you know we for example here i don't know whether you can see this picture can you see this picture mm -hmm. yeah you can see a lady uh, this is a, a, a bhajan uh, satsangat and they are all harijans uh, what do you call um, the local name is madiga madiga means the chappal uh, yeah 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 we, we do have the same thing uh, yeah that, that car so over a period of a couple of years we have integrated them into bhajana uh, mandali uh, satsang annually every year we perform during shivaratri uh, what do you call um, satsang bhajan shivabhakta shivabhajan itself and in that uh, upper caste people are also invited by them they offer them you know that uh, uh, haldi kumkum type you know the, so the dalit women are encouraged to do that what uh, all over india must be uh, must be done exactly. you had uh, that is uh, responding to mr bhattacharjee's uh, upper caste people joining the becoming christians you know converting the process of deracination takes place when they send their children to missionary schools. I have seen this. You know, Brahmins, even the children of priests who are uh, who attend these schools, Christian missionary schools, they develop a negative uh, opinions and views about Hindu ritual practices and all, and then they become the fodder for uh, uh, you know conversion. The last point about the RSS. Now, RSS, uh, RSS fears and things because I'm in association with a lot of, I'm a, I'm a 75 year old man. So I've got a lot of RSS contacts. Uh, so they feel that Hinduism uh, absorbed a lot of local practices, you know, like the, the local Deva practice, which I say it is a local yes. practice absorbed by over a period of time by the Hindu, uh, uh, traditional Hinduism or Vedic Hinduism. So they feel and think that Christianity also can be absorbed like that. That is the biggest mistake they are making. They call Dharma Kshetra, they call Dharma Guru, they may call St. Lawrence's Punya Kshetra, Bala Yesu, and so on and so forth. I fought with them. Look, what is this nonsense? You don't know your enemy. They are your enemy and you don't, uh, you will not succeed in absorbing Christianity and Islam into Hinduism. You try whatever your effort. So I thought I will share these. Thanks, thanks. That's a that's a good prospective. Uh, thanks. Yeah. So we do most of these. Whatever you're saying, the budget teams. I'm not kind of discussing in detail. But yeah. So as you said, Grama Devata temples. Once you start working on the Grama Devata temples, you will feel the power and spirit of the Grama Devata protecting them. Right. So that is that is more important. Thank you, sir. It was. Anandaraji, Namaste. Namaste, Venkarji. Uh, you know, your talk was really beautiful. I write a lot on temples and I have studied Gram Devata temples. In fact, I keep telling people that no matter where you live, at least within the, uh, within the uh, Bharat geography, wherever you live, there has to be a Gram Devata and you must be yes. aware of who that Gram Devata is. Uh, so, but I was very intrigued by uh, what you said that when, once the Gram Devata temples were restored, things started falling in place and the energy changed. Can you share a couple of examples? Sure. sure. Thanks, Anuradhaji. So that's and a good question for the audience. Done, uh, uh, yeah, I, as a supplementary question, if you've done 
lot of work on Gram Devta temples. Can we work on documenting them? Because these are the temples that are not documented at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we have uh, to. Yeah. So I have, uh, I've been documenting a lot of Gram Devta temples that I have visited, but they are isolated. Maybe we can put together uh, some kind of a documentation, either online or offline or a book on the concept of Gram Devtas and write so, about them and the relevance of that uh, yeah. for, for the community. I also call them Chetra Devtas. You know, they are, you are, you're basically living under their uh, Ashirvad. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so, and people need to be aware of it. They just keep running after these uh, architecturally beautiful temples, which may or may not be practicing temples. Uh, they are great. They are nice. But most of them are royal temples. They were built at some point in time by some king for various reasons. But the real essence of dharma, as you said, is within the these smaller Gram Devta temples that you visit on a daily basis. Exactly. So Anuralji, uh, so on the book, um, so on the Gram Devta, right? So we are coming up with a book uh, shortly in the next couple of uh, months or so. So on the Gram Devata importance in Telugu. So there is a pundit by name Shampranit Sharmaji. So we are working with him to bring out a temp, uh, book in Telugu that will uh, tell us the importance of Gram Devata, what are our Purana references and all that. So that will be published shortly. So to your other question of your example of uh, how all things fall in place. So this is a, this is a project that we did in Nellore. Um, so this was just um, in, in local language, it's called Bodhirai. So it's kind of just a, a spiritual stone. So that is sprayed as, as the essence of Amavar. Right? So there was just uh, something like that um, uh, on the, the nearby temple, uh, the nearby village where there is in the, under the tree. So this was a very small project that we started with, and um, uh, within the vicinity of of that Grama Devata, there were that there was one or two churches there. So yeah, people. Uh, I mean that uh, I would say that composition was around forty um, percent uh, converted and sixty percent Hindus, right? So once we started restoring the temple, and then the 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 forty percent of them also started visiting this Gramadeva and they started to have the the spiritual when you go to the Gramadeva you will have that vibe you, you will know it that there, there is some something here so they started um, they started getting it and then um, they started to remember their ancestors their forefathers grandfather used to come here so they used to go so they have their personal connect you just have to touch a little bit and then make sure that is revived and then that is that is one thing that we started. So now there is the church is organically gone. So nobody goes to the church anymore because you have now infrastructure, you have a place, you have a roof, you have a mic, so where you can start uh, putting all your uh, all our literature and all the puranams, all the pravachanas in, in that mic, and then you start. So that is that is one part of it. The second part of it is so now you have a place, you have a proper place where our Hindu organizations can go and then start doing seva to them. So, for example, in that college, they have around, like, say, 200 kids. So what we did is we gave, like, all the books, all the pencils, or bags to them, some of them slippers. So we start doing them. So whenever there is an auspicious event, we call them there, do Anadhanam, the Shivaratri, right, or Sankranti, or Diwali. So you go there, do Anadhanam. So it's just that 
you go and reach these people i think reach is is the biggest word take away keyword here you reach people in the pivotal centric area of gramadevata so i think i think that is once we start doing it so if you go and touch anybody who is already converted right if you go and touch their heart and then say hey why you have why you have converted like is that now that you have converted does all your problems gone away like are you are you happy believe me 95% of the people will start crying so because there is no way that you guys are going that i would say not you but we guys are going and reaching them talking to them that is why they are they are still there so once you go and like so many examples they they come to the ground there and start crying i have not worshiped you for so long this is why this happened this is why that happened from now on i am coming to your temple no nobody will insist that so just because that spirit is there you, you that that village will again come back the hindu resonance will, will again come back anuraj i can also share some of the details offline too so a little more uh, intricate critical things that we cannot share on the public domains you you are doing the work that that all of us should be doing in our own communities and and it's fantastic we we you you briefly touched upon the fact that um, the gram devata if you do establish it reestablish her or or him the the god and and then you can slowly make hindu life stronger in the village and possibly even 95% of the villagers have discovered that changing religions does not change your life and it might be actually just deracinating demoralizing and in the end not very good for you or your family i hope that insight will come uh, is it important for us to and and i'm using this word again please i'm not i'm not a political person but ghar wapsi is it important that we revert these people within the first generation between the within the first converted generation or do you see that it can be done later on what was the time frame thank you so at least from my experience uh, i would say definitely in the first generation if you wait longer i don't think they are going to come back with with the current social political and the general uh, way the world is going into i think there is there is a huge necessity of us to strike the card hit the ground um then start doing the darwapsi right so so one way we are so a couple of things let me kind of restructure my thought so first thing is why we need to do it in the first generation is once you start so there are different aspects to this why we need to do garbhapsi right the uh, one reason is though they are hindus on books but they are not right so because you lose your reservation the actual people who have actually need to get benefit out of the hindu reservation system are thrown out so that is one thing so with the advent of conversion mafia having stronger holds on your society community politics general resources so that is a very important point that most of us we haven't touched upon so even today like most of these temple lands they just go put a cross and then claim their land so most of these resources are going so obviously you people attract to place where they have resources it doesn't matter how it is got or people don't have time and have that ability to 
think through okay is this in the right sense that doesn't matter his next field matters to him right so so with all these in, in perspective i think we have to hit the ground soon soon enough otherwise we'll we'll be losing a major uh, major chunk of uh, our hindu student today so i think there is also uh, some political uh, intervention that needs to happen uh, but what are we contributing to this either political or on the ground i think that is that is a bigger question in general what are we what is our contribution you cannot just say you cannot just be on the sidelines and say hey good job so i don't know i mean uh, if that is a kind of uh, common hindu i mean i would also touch upon a, a, an important perspective here why does a common hindu doesn't care about hindu dharma let's try to understand this what is what is my 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 father doesn't care about hindu hindu dharma or why does my um, uh, a shopkeeper uh, a helper in my family doesn't care about hindu dharma there is a reason he, he cannot be blamed believe me he cannot be blamed the reason is on one side so let's let's try to do some parallels in the society right on one side you have this minority appeasement that is the biggest enemy to the hindu society today believe me because a person who is 40 years of age in a minority just because he is a minority no, no other factor just because he is a minority just because he is in so and so he in so and so he get his ration he gets his land he gets his uh, house free he gets his education free for example if there are so many benefits of being a minority in this country and an average hindu who doesn't have most of this i would say not all like most of this he has to toil 30 years amidst of his family kids his parents just earning like 25000 rupees a month how can he if a person who has Fikrorors, when you cannot put your time on Hindu dharma, how can you expect a common person who is earning twenty-five thousand rupees and struggling without with no reservation? He has his whole life by the time he is sixty years without caring about his health, what is happening inside his body? Not not doing enough good diet, exercise, none none of these. I mean, exercise is a long long thing for him, right? So how so all he will get is. a minority person who has actually got in 35 years of his age and now average hindu gets at 60 years so now now tell me who is to be blamed it's not an average hindu as a, he, he has his own problems to solve it's because people like most of us here don't concern are not concerned about society i'm not i'm only concerned about my netflix story my amazon story or my life my car what is going to change even in advanced countries they have a very strong bond towards the community where you live in i think that is a most most of times that is missing in bharat today so couple of things i wanted to request think think through not request but think through some of these things when you go to your big temple right if you have the capability and the the power to ask 
ask your committee temple ask your big committee temple to go and help small temples so i am pretty sure you will you will see the answer that you will listen from them you will see why why we are in a, such a dire state in hinduism today so the bigger temples have to support so for example let's take a, in a small town there is one big temple it's it's running fine it has a lot of funds and there are say 10 small temples in harijanagiris and colonies can we not ask this bigger temple not to give all the funds definitely not but at least help them 10000 rupees per month to these smaller temples like at least two or three temples can we not do that in our preference we can do that so next time what i would request if you go to a bigger temple try doing it with a smaller temple take a bottle of oil 100 rupees don't don't give any money if you are if you're not interested to do so that's okay take a bottle of oil go and just drop it even if the if the door is closed that's okay just drop through the hole go and drop it even if you don't go to the temple on your name 30 days there will be deeparajana in a small temple where there is not more people coming there that will give you more punya than any other thing so support your small temple so that is one thing i wanted to tell you the second thing is people who have time people who have money start thinking about our dharma little more one hour a week just think about it don't do anything don't donate your money just think about it i think solutions will come we have to do a lot of thought process before we step into the groundwork but uh, that is the second thing third thing is first acknowledge our current situation don't shy away from acknowledging the the fact so for example if i have a problem if i have a problem with my blood sugar I say I just keep on saying that yeah no i don't have a problem i will i will never get a cure cure is, is a far far concept right first acknowledge your current situation then the the solution will automatically come so we are not acknowledging the fact that <laughs> there are a lot of conversions most people are not so even if you do you are not giving much time to think through so these are the couple of things i would say ask each of us go to a small temple support your community and and take the poorest of the poor in your community and try to help them it can be as as simple as uh, uh, a housemaid who comes to your house or or a, or your relative who is poor just because he is a hindu just give the give him the benefit of doubt help him so i think that's that's where Uh, as a community as a hindu society we lack today so that's all um, i have and uh, please support our work so we have a lot of requirements so believe me so once we start doing it so even today um, i have more than 30 40 temples that are pending that i have to work through so please give some support um, some some people might have the the lingering doubt of Okay, so can I donate your trust or something? If somebody really have the doubt, we can directly give you the numbers of the temples that you work with. You can uh, uh, freely, voluntarily 
go and help those temples you don't have to do it through the agadharma charitable trust i'm, I'm it's, it's an open call no worries and anybody listening you want to work in your uh, in state uh, in andhra pradesh in telangana you have already done your work you're looking for some support contact at danadharma.org d a a n a d h a r m a.org so there's a contact button there so you can uh, email write us or my my personal email utukuri.venkat b u t u k u r i .venkat@gmail.com so you can email us so most of most of people might be uh, new to this concept of grama devata but i think that is where it is bleeding and that is where we all of us have to do our part and then add our bit to revival and restoration of our hindu dharma in bharat so that's all from me thanks again namaste everyone and i really appreciate uh, sangam team talks for uh, organizing this uh, such a uh, wonderful show I, i've i've been a subscriber of sangam talks <laughs> by the way so our pleasure so, yeah so uh, thanks for all the work that you do so it's more important to connect the groundwork to the larger audience that's that's a great seva that you are doing thanks everyone thanks for listening in and uh, do our bit to dharma that is my takeaway from this